All right, Elise, do you want to start us out with some introductory words? Do we have words of introduction? What are we drinking today, Jen? Um, I, I think some um, organic diet Coke. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, it just reminds me of a cute little German Bavarian village up in the mountains. Hi! <gasps> you do not owe your birth to anyone. Oh, that should have a sound effect. Sure, sure. Oh. <laughs> this is why we are not hippie doulas. Okay, look, look, let's let's rein it in here. Uh-oh. We might need to take a pause. Elise is crying. <laughs> there is mascara going. It's getting messy. It's getting messy in here. Okay. A postpartum doula is nothing short of awesome. about all things pregnancy, birth, and life with a new baby. Because if you can't laugh without peeing yourself, well, you might as well laugh at yourself while doing it. I'm Elise McAllister. Here is your big girl podcast. It is. The other day I talked to like other people in that. Oh, it was you. You called me and you were like, oh, well, that's your podcaster voice. <laughs> I was like, wow, you're happy and perky. And, and podcasting on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> so today, and that's Jen Laird. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's me. I'm Jen Laird. So today, um, we're kind of have a little working title of this um of the subject today, which is preparing your village for life with a baby. And um, as we're tossing around different ideas for a title, um, and Elise um, came up with that, and I was like, oh, it just reminds me of a cute little German Bavarian village up in the mountains. But now I have a British accent. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but I could definitely say I like that those just came together <laughs> like that, though. The Alps and... And like Heidi, did you ever read Heidi? Oh, but you just became British when you became Heidi. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking of Heidi. There's some oh. goats in the background. Yeah. And you're preparing your village. You run down the hill to the village. Maybe to little, tell somebody you're having a baby. A little house. Yeah. Help, help. <laughs> Boil water. There is a baby coming. <laughs> Still no German accent, though. Nope. Nope, can't do it. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? Nein. <laughs> I have no idea what you said, though. Uh, I don't speak German, I believe. Oh, God, I hope you're right. My brother and sister took German in high school because we lived in Minnesota, and that was one of the phrases. And Danke oh. Shin. There we go. Oh. I've been to Germany, too. Maybe that's oh, it. Oh, and that's all you got. Well, I was in second grade. What do you expect? Oh, I mean, that's true. I go to Mexico every summer, and seriously, yeah, come on. I, 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 I've got nothing other than please game. and thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. you probably don't even say that. Right? And I actually live in a town where most people speak Spanish, and still, that's all I got. You say por favor? No, I could do better than that. Muchas hey, I just spoke a little bit of Spanish when we ordered tacos for lunch yeah. today. I hear you. Yeah, I did all right. I did all right. We're, we're trying to, um, we had some carbonated beverages that came with our taco truck uh, lunch, and I'm, I'm like, oh, Bad choice. I'm about to podcast. Nobody wants to hear my burps from all that carbonation. <laughs> yeah, Jen, don't don't burp into I the will, podcast. I will try not to. 
Um, okay, so um, we've been doing some reflection, even thinking about um, the what we're going to talk about um, today. And one of the things that we started talking about was that um, we just launched. Oh my gosh, what a week. It's been kind of a big week for both of us. Huge week. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we launched, yeah. you guys. We launched on Saturday. All the steps. This does not even sound like a big deal. I was actually talking to my brother-in-law about this who works in technology, just got his doctorate degree in, in educational stuff. Did um, he get it, what it meant? To launch. Oh gosh, he totally got it because oh. he works with teachers and educational implementation of technology. Ooh, that was a big sentence I wow. used. And so I was like, oh my goodness, you don't even realize how much work this was. And I started describing like how you got to get this, per you got to get your, um, what do you call that? Our logo. And then we had to go back and forth on that. And then we had to do like, and I just started laying it all out. And he's like, Jen, you're preaching to the choir. I absolutely know. Oh, I wish he could call me and I could just complain to him. Yeah. Because somebody came, was like, there was a, a parent dropping off a kid and uh, was like, oh, you just launched. So that meant you like recorded something this week and then you just posted it up on iTunes. Oh my goodness. And I seriously wanted to jump up and choke this parent. Yeah. yeah. I was like... You have no, and then there were so many beeps over all the words that I had to censor right there. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. It was so bad. I'm like, you have no idea. You have no idea. I know nothing about technology, and it was so much work. Right. But it wasn't just the technology. No. It was all of the, all of the steps to get to actually sitting in front of some microphones and then figuring out to, anyway. Because this is the fun part. We yeah. love to sit and talk. To you guys. We yeah. love it. And we love talking about birth and babies and preparing for that part of life. But what really hit us is that we had to ask for help a lot yeah. or not ask for help a lot. And there were times where I had to say, there's no way that I can do some things on the internet. And I had to cut some flyers to bring to an event. We had to speak uh, live in a panel and curl my hair so I could be live for this social media thing uh, all at the same time. So can somebody help me with the things that could be helped with? And could somebody grab me some food? So somebody started curling your hair. <laughs> I wish. That was the thing that I didn't want to do, really. Yeah. Even though I kind of like doing that stuff. Um, but I, I needed help. And I, today, was like, I need to do some of these things. And it's school break. So I dropped my kids off somewhere. And I came back to my house. And I was like, Jen, it's really great to have a place where I could drop my kids off and say, no, they actually... She hasn't had lunch today, and it's totally noon. Could you feed her? Mm -hmm. um, it's great to have those people in your life. And Jen knew exactly what I meant and also has those people in her life. Yeah. Um, and so we wanted to talk about that today. We, we think you need to have those people in your life. So yeah. you should not move to a tiny little German town unless you already live in a tiny little yeah, German town. Don't, don't, don't move, don't move away from a tiny little German town. Because I'm sure there's lots of helpful people in that tiny little German town. Because <laughs> if you live in a, a village, right, that yeah. just has this small feel. People know each other's business and are helpful, right? We live in the city, so we don't really know. No. I don't know. That's what, at least what I feel about it. I've never even been to Germany before. Well, you know, 
It could, I'm sure that village is everywhere. I bet it rocks. Hey, yeah. what else I was thinking about, you know, when we're kind of ranting here a little bit about how hard it's been this week and figuring out how to release a, pro, a podcast, really what I was thinking is um, for the person that said to you, oh, yeah, so you just, like, recorded something on <laughs> iTunes. It reminds me of um, if you've never had the experience or just aren't very educated. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm making a little like jab at people here. But if you would go up to somebody after they've had a baby and be like, oh yeah, so you just did that, huh? Great. Okay. So you want to go out for coffee um like tomorrow? Uh, like yeah, after you just nervous had a baby. laugh. Right? Like, right, because it's no big deal. People don't always get who haven't experienced childbirth. Or they haven't experienced it recently. Right. Or I'm even thinking of adoption. Like maybe we need to make the scope a little bit bigger. It's not just about childbirth, but it's life with a newborn. Oh, right. right? If you said to somebody, oh yeah, so you just, you have a newborn? Great. I'm sure you just give them a bottle or whatever, like every few hours. No big deal. Let's go do this thing. <laughs> no freaking way. People just don't get the context. I guess that's why I want to have grace. Well, I think it's also really similar to the way that even people, folks prenatally that we see as doulas or even as childbirth educators can't always really imagine what yeah. it's going to be like to have a baby. I know even for myself imagining, you know, how is this tiny little, you know, seven pound, eight pound little human being going to rock the world of two full-grown, intelligent human beings. I mean, we're, we're adults. We can, we can handle a whole house, yeah. two dogs who you may or may not hear bark uh, during the podcast. Um, you know, we can manage our lives, our jobs, all of these things. We're just adding this tiny person in. How is that going to really rock our world? Like, why, why do we need all this extra help? Why is it going to be that hard? Like, I can't figure out how to cook a meal a day or open a can of soup or, um, you know. And I think that's, um, I, my desire would be to help inform folks of what it's going to look like after a baby comes home and how, um, while mundane tasks might feel more complicated because you are um, trying to develop a relationship with another person, a baby, you were... Um, potentially having some um, healing going on from having delivered. Oh, yeah. And then you're also um, got your relationship that is going to be stretched a bit just due to the demands of all of the things we just listed. Well, relationships Um, are tricky no matter what. Whenever you're tired and hungry and trying to do a new skill while maintaining a relationship. Like getting a new job and um, the equilibrium changes, right? Right. So while I I think people don't understand that and we really want to inform folks about what's potentially happening and how to prepare for that, I think the flip side of it is also, um, regardless of how much you inform people, you actually just have to live through it as well. You know, I thought about that when I... Have you ever had a time in your life when you look back and you go, oh my goodness, I'm so glad I didn't know this was coming because I (laughs) never could have thought I could have handled this phase in my life if I'd known it was coming, <laughs> but because you're in it. There's that nervous laugh again. There we go. <laughs> uh-huh. But because you're in it, it, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. You know, and you can do it. And 
Um, when I had a newborn, I could never imagine having a teenager. Like we grow into things um, yeah. along the way. It doesn't all come to us at once, right? Oh, my yeah. um, sister-in-law, when I was in my, I remember making this statement to her when I was in my early 20s. Well, probably very early 20s because I had kids in my early 20s. But I remember being with her and it was the three little kids that were born, um, you know, three kids in three years sort of thing. And um, going, how do you even do this? This is, you know, wow, this is crazy and all of that. And her going, well, Jen, you got to remember that they came one at a time. Like, it's not like you just walk into somebody else's life, right? And I had that, you know, made my probably 21 year old brain Oh yeah, that's how that works. Okay. Right. Cool. And I think it's similar in, in these sort of things where we grow we grow along the way and it doesn't all get, you know, dumped into our lap. Except when we have a baby, right? It does all feel like it gets dumped into our lap. So um that's kind of some what, quick change. It's a it huge change. Literally happens all at once. Overnight. Oh, and usually oh, overnight. Oh, yeah. 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 So, that's what we want to get to today is kind of um, how, what are some practical things you can do to help your village in, um, in, in Germany get ready. Um, for because having... it really does take a village. It does take a village. It does. And you shouldn't try to do it all alone. And I always get a little on my soapbox about this, but let people help you. They want to help you, right? They always, people always want to help. I show up to people's houses after they have a baby and I'm like, what can I do to help? want to help people. And I think your friends do too. Your family wants to help, but we're really crappy at, at like allowing people to help. Yeah. And it takes somebody to change that. It takes enough people to say, sure, help me. Yeah. And for it to become, uh-oh, normalized. Uh -oh. <gasps> I'm going to be the first to use it. What are we nice. drinking today, Jen? Um, I, I think some um, organic diet Coke. I don't think that's a thing. Oh, isn't it? Okay. Definitely not a well, thing. You're I drinking Diet happen Coke. happen to be I don't know that that's a pregnancy thing either. Diet Coke from I mean, maybe. I don't know. Um, but let's just, you know, how about some water? I know I could use some water for well, my Diet Coke. I have water right here in this plastic <laughs> bottle, water bottle. Oh, yeah. Let's so all get some. Purified drinking water. Destroy the earth water bottle. <laughs> Thanks, Elise. We're my terrible. grandchildren don't have a place to live. Thank you. This is why we are not hippie doulas. I'm drinking out of a non-reusable water bottle and Jen's drinking a Diet Coke. <laughs> um, okay. Living up to the stereotype. Step one. I think you got to prepare. Um, I, here I am. I'm just getting all you're, serious. You're getting right into it. I'm like, forget your Jokes are over. Water. Get into it. Don't yeah, drink your water. We're doing this. Don't forget um, hydrating and get right into it. Get your paper and pen out. Forget normalizing. I'm doing this. Wow, Dan. Um, so um, sit down with a handy old pen and paper or potentially your thumbs and um, favorite app on your phone that collects <laughs> notes. Oh, where are you going? I identify some people. Um, that are going to be helpful or potentially helpful to you. So I think the first thing to do um, would be to say, hey, Sally Jane. Is that a weird name to use? No. Who, no. who is a friend named Sally Jane? 
It's, that sounds like an easy reader. Let's let's give it another <laughs> name. Hey, Brooke. Um, oh, my oh. friend Brooke. I actually oh. do have a friend named Brooke. Hey, Brooke. <laughs> hey, Brooke. Shout out to Brooke. Um, <laughs> All the Brooke should totally comment on our Instagram oh, right yes. now. Hi, I'm Brooke. Appreciate your podcast on Instagram. We see you, Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, Brooke. Um, I'm going to have a baby, and I have been told I might need some help after I have a baby. And oh, also, what's Brooke going to do for you? Also, Brooke, I'm, I'm going to have to probably spend some time in bed um, just recovering. Um, and they tell me I'm going to need some food. Hey, Brooke, do you think if I text you someday, you could maybe bring me some food? Um, and then, do you want to be Brooke? Oh, I'll be Brooke. Okay. Oh, I'd love to bring you some food. Jen, are you still Jen? Brooke doesn't sound like that, Elise. Come on. <laughs> sure, like, I'd like love a to. Are you like a bopper? Hi! Oh, yes! I don't think I have another option for my voice. <laughs> oh, okay. Kind of like my sound effects. <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sure, I'd love to. <laughs> Whoa, wow, Brooke. Hmm. You said now you sound like uh what do you call it? The 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 wolf in the woods who's like, Why yes, I'm your grandmother. Why yes, I'm your grandmother. <laughs> that was <laughs> Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> oh no. Oh, the references. Okay, let, let, let's let's rate it in here. Uh-oh, we might need to take a pause. Elisa's crying. <laughs> there is mascara going It's getting messy. It's getting messy over here. Okay. Everywhere. Okay. Bruce, Brooke, pull it together. The two of you are yes. falling apart. Both okay. you, Brooke, and Bruce um, <laughs> need to be aware. All three of my personalities. All, all of them. They need to know. Okay, but you know what? All three of them, they want to be part of your village, Jen. They, they want to bring you food, and you know what they could do? What? They could all bring you a casserole and stay for only like 30 minutes. Oh, yes, right. A casserole? Jen's from the Midwest. I know, and I am not, but I once visited. But either way, I am bringing her a casserole. So, what else might your awesome friends do for you aside from bringing you a great casserole? Um, I'm thinking about even before the baby comes and how everybody wants to throw you a shower. And play rinky dink games. Ooh, not rinky dink. Those I are, love the games. I got, I'm a game playing baby shower loving yeah, person. They're fun. I'm super competitive though. I want to win those terrible prizes. <laughs> surprise, surprise. They're not always terrible. I love games. There we go. So at, at, you're at the shower, um, or actually pre shower, your friends say to you, hey, we're going to throw you a shower. Um, have you been given any clothes? What do you need? Or, what are you registered for? Yeah, sign up for the registry. And you can say, actually, um, rather than getting um, a lot of newborn clothes, I've heard that having some people pitch in to um, get a, a cleaning of my house or um, a meal delivery service or a postpartum doula is a really helpful thing. Oh, I love that. Because really, the cost of all those things yep. are really similar to the cost of the, like, bounce-a-roos or a whole... I know, that's not even a thing. Thank you for making that up. I, like that. <laughs> I don't need any particular brands suing I think, us. I know, and I think that would take up half a living room. As soon as you say that, I'm like, <laughs> the bounce room. That's like, oh, that's six feet by six oh, feet right there. I was doing some postpartum work for a family that lived in a two-bedroom apartment. Yeah. And the mom 
of the mom wanted her friends to all buy some gifts. So she told them, oh, you know, they really would love to see your love and support. So she told everybody to send gifts. Well, they just started getting all these great gifts, which would be great if they lived in a Uh, 3,000 square foot house. Yeah, two bedroom apartment. Where do you even put? They don't need a swing on every level of their home because their home is one level. And the baby had six places to sleep. Well, all of those sleeping places were literally an arm reach away. Um, and it was really stressful. Totally. Here's a pro tip for everyone. Um, we get it. We know that starting to prepare for a baby, both emotionally, uh, sorry, emotionally, that's my word, emotionally and physically, is might be um, gathering things for the baby. And I think there's a really good thing about that. And there's this other side of like, you're just kind of gathering things that you might not need nor want. So yeah. I found it um, actually kind of a fun thing that um, having, say, for instance, a bouncy thing thing um, for your kid to sit in or push or whatever, they're not going to be pushing um, a little, I don't know, toy thing across the room for at least nine months, right? right? And by then, it's actually kind of a fun thing to go to a store, or by then, actually, you might even be given it. But along right. the way, we found that it was kind of fun to go to a store together and go, oh, she's really gonna enjoy playing with this. Because it wasn't a concept anymore, it was a person that lived in our house. So yeah. don't feel like you need to buy all the things before the baby comes. I'm sure we'll cover that later on of maybe some practical things that would be helpful. Um, to have in your house before a baby comes, but really it's not a huge amount of equipment and stuff. Um, you want some blankets and some a car seat and some onesies and some sleepers and diapers and diapers, and you're pretty well set for a while. So let's not get all you know exhausted thinking about all the many many things. Um, and I know as somebody who likes baby stuff and I'm out of that phase of my life, I certainly enjoy going to oh, the store. We bought all the things. Yeah, but I, I enjoy going to the store for somebody else expecting a baby and buying a cute thing. But I would also love to give towards um, a service knowing just how far that's going to go. Because um, there's there's going to be people in your life um, and opportunities for you to borrow equipment or clothing or those types of things that is just going to come to you. But no one's going to come to you and say, um, you want to borrow, you know, a house cleaning. Like, <laughs> right. That's not going to happen. You want to borrow some food? Not happening. But a <laughs> service um, like those things. Hey, um, we should probably mention what a postpartum doula is. Maybe oh, not yeah. everybody knows. What's a postpartum doula, Elise? Oh, well, a postpartum doula is nothing short of awesome. So a postpartum doula comes to your home and helps you with all the things postpartum. I'm going to kind of steal Jen's line in saying that a postpartum doula isn't a house cleaner or a nanny. She's kind of all, or a lactation consultant. She's kind of all of those things in one or a little bit of all of those things. So she's going to help with some smaller breastfeeding help or some light breastfeeding help, some light house cleaning tips on how to swaddle your baby and soothe your baby. Um, and food prep, food prep, just really helping you guys settle in, gain some confidence, and 
help you find your rhythm. I'm thinking of Mary Poppins right now. Oh. Minus the big bag. You know how Mary Poppins comes in and just sort of um, respectfully works and is able to identify the needs of kind of each member of that family, right? Yeah. In a lot of ways, that's what a postpartum doula does is just help with that transition. Um, she's not gonna magically make everything um, right, but it sure is going to be nice if um, some of those dishes get done and you figured out some um, ways to to calm your baby that you might not have known about um, before yeah. that. The so, last time I did some postpartum work, the the parents were really anxious about how hard to pat a baby's back to birth their baby. Oh, so common. Oh, right. So so it's common. A scary thing to do, yeah. and also how to hold that baby on the front, like yeah where to hold the like, baby. oh no, I'm going to drop the baby, or this is whiplash, or... <laughs> right. Yeah. So I showed them how to do it, because they were feeling really anxious about it. I trimmed their baby's nails. Yep. So that's a super scary thing, and I remember my doula actually trimmed my baby's nails, Aww. too, because I felt really scared. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, I yeah, so I trimmed their nails, and I washed all of their bottles, wiped down their counters for them, um, and just tidied up some things around yeah. their house. Yeah. So um, just a reminder that the difference between a postpartum doula and a birth doula is typically birth doulas go to births. So they're um, you know, helping you understand the choices that you have um, for pregnancy um, uh, support and they're helping um, support you through labor. And a postpartum doula is gonna be somebody who would come afterwards to help with more of that practical aspect of um, living with that baby in your house. Um, so that's our, our second tip, tip there is um, to think about for a shower, maybe asking for some of these specific services that um, are in your area, having to do with um, the tasks that take time in everybody's life, like, you know, cleaning and cooking and um, maybe baby help as well. Um, I'm also just thinking, Elise, that um, maybe a little ways into the postpartum, like let's say the baby's about two weeks old and you're, you're feeling maybe a little bit better in your body and um, the, you've kind of got down this whole nursing thing or the bottle feeding that you're doing. So that's feeling a little more settled. Um, but now you're kind of lonely. You know? yeah. And you're used to um, going to work every day or being able to see friends more, meeting up with a friend and going for a run or whatever it is that you do in your life. And so asking someone or some people in your village, hey, you guys, I'm feeling kind of lonely. Do you mind just coming over tonight after work instead of us going to happy hour? Can you bring happy hour to me? Um, and can we have happy hour with my baby? Because even two weeks postpartum, you really shouldn't be it's still a restful time, right? Yeah. Oh, still, absolutely. Still healing, still all of those things. Um, you know, two weeks postpartum is really early in parenting journey and in healing journey. Um, of course, it looks different even at six weeks, but still, don't be hesitant to ask for folks to come over to your house and maybe prepare them in advance. Hey, I hear that I can get kind of lonely and that I might want to see you at my house. Um, sometime in those early weeks. Well, here's a great rule of thumb too, is hang out in your bed. Hang out in your pajamas and hang out in your bed. Mm -hmm. And the visitors that are not the people that you want to have around often don't hang out in your bed and hang out with you in your pajamas. Right. Those are generally the people that you are not close to. They don't feel very comfortable sitting with you and talking with you while you're on your bed. Yeah. And they'll keep their visit short and go. 
And the people that you're closest to in your life mm. will be the ones that hang out on your bed and have good conversation with you. Yeah. And that you can say, I'm feeling pretty lonely. I could use some support right now. Yeah. And those are the ones that will hang out. Yeah. 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 Um, for those that don't feel comfortable hanging out with you on your bed, you can leave a cooler on your front porch with a nice printed out picture of your baby. And they can come over and, um, air quotes, see your baby and leave a meal for you in your cooler and then go away. Excellent. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Let them know the podcast lady said to do it. There you go. Um, I'm also thinking about chatting with people about who you would like to be around when you have a baby. So part of um, preparing your village is letting them know what your thoughts and plans are for um, labor. Right? Oh, yeah. Um, we... Oh, who's going to be in that room, you mean? Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. We help a lot of people navigate how do you have a conversation with that lovely person in your life who insinuates that they know that they're going to be in the room and you oh. are not wanting them to be in the room when you have a baby. Um, so <sighs> that's, that's a big one. That's a big topic there. Um, but I think setting up some expectations, um, with folks, um, whether, whether that be asking the people you want there or helping create some healthy boundaries about the people who, um, you don't want there. I feel like we need your sound effects for this one, Jen, but I'm we not are, really sure. <laughs> which sound effect do you I, need I'm there? not really sure. Maybe not, but you... Do not owe your birth to anyone. Oh, that should have a sound effect. Right? I'm not sure ear, ear no, is the one. No, that's kind of scary. Um, um, yeah. I, you I, do not owe this birth to anyone. This is your birth. Yeah. This birth doesn't belong to your mom, your mother-in-law, your sister-in-law. Your aunt. Your neighbor. Your mailman. Oh, boy. I don't know. Oh, wait. Mailman. Dog walker mail carrier thank you sorry very much. sorry whoa that was bad that was terrible sorry but I forgive you it's okay um okay you get our point here guys is that oh but i just said guys that's probably <laughs> also sexist but that's my midwestern but that's not an excuse either right it's you, not you you get this we're case. owning it we're owning it but all the, the point here is you don't owe this birth to anyone hmm so we're gonna throw in some research here we know um from a, a research standpoint that um, people having babies don't tend to progress in labor um, if they're surrounded by people that they don't feel comfortable with. So if you have your mom who's a bit nervous in the room and going, oh honey, I'm so sorry this is happening to you. Oh, you're working so hard. Or she's just afraid of what's happening to you that you're gonna feed off of that and end up um, stalling out in labor. Your cervix is gonna say, no thanks, I do not feel safe, I am not going to open. Of course, I'm making a huge generalization here, but we do know that it is best for you to be in a place where you feel safe in order for um, your baby to come. So think about that. Who is somebody that you would like to have around and how to have that conversation? So we're gonna tell you how to have that conversation. Um, Part of this could also kind of be blamed, um, not blamed, but really blamed. Yeah, that's what I'm really trying to say, blamed on your birth site. So maybe in the hospital that you're choosing to birth at, they only let one other person in the room or two other people in the room. And so you could say, hey, um, it's kind of not like before. Um, we can't have a lot of people in the room. And um, so, 
yeah, it's just kind of hospital policy. So you could use that. Um, you could also just gently explain, um, so, um, hey, you know, my partner and I, we're really hoping to kind of just keep this intimate and kind of do this ourselves. Um, we thought about maybe um, having you visit, but probably um, when we're we're gonna start pushing or some of those things, then we we kind of like to do that part of labor all by ourselves. Um, now early just, labor is a great time to have a visitor yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, because often what you need in early labor is some distraction. So that's a great time to say, "Hey, mom, who wants to be involved in this birth process? Hey, um, can you come over? Because we're needing to go for a walk, and I would love it if uh, you could let." Um, my, okay, I'm going to use my husband's name. Hey, um, you could let my husband Dave sleep for a bit while <laughs> we go for a walk. Um, cause that could be helpful, right? Um, uh, and a way for other people to feel involved in your labor without actually, um, having them too involved in times that maybe you don't want them to be. And it's totally okay to take a hard line of actually, it's just going to be the two of us. Yeah. And I feel okay about this. And this is what I want and need for myself and for my partner and I, or yeah. Yeah. not. I mean, this is your birth and you get to do it your way and that you don't have to apologize for that. Elise, I'm kind of, um, I'm feeling for those who might be listening who are like, that is never going to go down well. Yeah, no, but that this is the beginning of a lot of choices in parenting. Yeah. And if I, if I had a nickel for every time I had to say something to a family member about the way that I parented, that was different from the way that they parented, that I was like, oh, this is not going to go down well. Like, right. there has to be protein with every meal that you feed my kid. Or we don't do sugar before bed or hmm. we don't do screens during the week or I yeah. mean there are so many things like yeah my kids aren't allowed to watch Spongebob or I mean there's so many things like that yeah that make my family members and maybe even some listeners go oh my gosh right yeah I think what I'm feeling is I want to lend some support um to those who are like that is going to be a hard conversation to have with yep this family member or this friend or whoever it might be. Um, and if you're expecting, um, maybe this is your second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever it is, child, Ooh. know that we make the best decisions with the information we have right now. So I'm gonna go back to that whole idea is that um, maybe your first child, um, you kind of don't want anybody there except for you and your partner. And then with another pregnancy, um, with that baby, you actually change your mind and you go, I would love it if some other people were there with me. I've been to a couple of friends' births um, where they've had like a, a good amount of friends there. <laughs> yeah. And it felt a very different experience to them um, with these other pregnancies. So anyway, just um, think through a little bit of what feels best to you. And, and it's not selfish um, for you to advocate for your experience, um, what, what you want, right? Absolutely. All right, Jen, well, let's bring it back home. Hone it in? Hone it in, bring it in. Really what we're talking about is um, thinking about having um, some secure attachment with your partner. If you have a partner in your life. 
then really making sure that that bond is super strong because babies can make relationships complicated and, and tension filled as is normal of any transitional time in your life. Yeah. I, and you know what, even just our launch this weekend, um, I got up this morning and was like, Hmm, I think I might have been a little grumpy through the weekend. And my wife was like, <laughs> funny you mentioned that she had the nervous laugh. And I was like, yeah, it was a really super stressful weekend. And she was like, yeah, that's why I didn't mention anything. And I was like, thanks. Yeah. And I think obviously launching a podcast is nothing like bringing a baby home, even though we were kind of trying to make that connection earlier in the show. We're disconnecting now, huh? Yeah. 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 Um, it's, I mean, having a baby is much bigger. I mean, it's much more time consuming. I get to stop podcasting when I go to bed and my podcast doesn't scream and wake me up in the middle of the night and I right. never breastfeed the podcast. Nope. Never. <laughs> I think it's don't. so awkward, Jen, when, when we try to do that. that in the middle of the night. Refrain from that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that gets awkward. So, you know, having a baby rocks your world and there are lots of lovely parts of it, but there are lots of really big challenges. But for the relationship part of it, you're often giving all the best parts of yourself to the baby and giving the exhausted, hungry parts of yourself to your partner. Yeah. I would, I would pointedly have a conversation with this village member, (laughs) AKA your partner to say, so here's some things that I've been told. Um, I might be a little grumpy. I might be a little tired. I might be, um, having some emotions that kind of switch on a dime and you might too yep and you might too because um probably both of us Mm -hmm. are going to lose a night's sleep while this baby's coming out of me and then we're both going to be trying to learn new skills like changing diapers and breastfeeding and how to put our kid in a car seat how to tell when they're hungry or tired or in pain and so all of those things are probably going to put some um strain on both of us. This is a whole different world that we're now entering into. And it's almost guaranteed that neither of you are going to like the way the other person does it. Mm-hmm. I think there's almost something hormonally yeah. that's in the birthing mom huh. where she doesn't like the way that the non-birthing parent does things. Oh, interesting. What are you I, referring to? Like, oh, you're holding the baby wrong? Yeah. Or? Okay. That's not the way you burp a baby or diaper a baby or talk to a baby or... Haven't you seen that a lot? I feel like I see that all the time. <laughs> yes and no. So... I, I hear what you're saying and then I also see the flip side where um, the birthing mom has um, a hard time with, oh wow, the non-birthing parent is, is better at... Um, calming the baby or burping the baby or doing those sorts of oh, things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we see both. I think we should normalize both of those experiences. Oh, for folks. double drinks there we go. of water. Normalize. All the hydration today. So <laughs> it, it, it can go either way. Um, All the BPAs. 
but I think we talk a lot about attachment to babies and if we're reading parenting books or going to childbirth classes or all of those things there's often um, talk about atta baby attachment and meeting baby's needs and all of those things but there's not as much talk around att attachment in um, with your partner right and, right and planning for that just having some discussions um, often Elise and I will tell people um, who are planning who are you know getting ready to have a baby awesome you took that class and you read a book or two and you've got a doula excellent those are all lovely things and now put them all away and we want you to to go out for ice cream instead of maybe um, you know, going to that extra parenting class because you already took one, you know. Um, but you don't need them all. No. Especially if you have extra help in the birthing room. Right. So it's making space for the two of you to um, create some fond memories, some attachment, just being with a person um, in a non-stressful environment that you are in a relationship with increases your attachment because it's, it's like you're banking your feel-good hormones for later on when you're gonna need them when you're both tired and learning a new skill in parenting. So um, we're really asking you and suggesting that you go out on some, have some fun experiences with, um, with your partner and um, prepare um, for that time afterwards. But secondly in that, we want you to really have some honest conversations about some of the challenges. You might even, um, really lay it out of like, hey, just as an expectation, I'm not going to be kind of doing dishes. I know normally we try to, you know, do halfsies on the housework or whatever, but after I have a baby for those first couple of weeks, I really, I, I've been told I need to rest, and so I actually can't do those things. First, many weeks. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and, and this is not a bashing of, um, of anyone here. It's um, simply giving information to your partner of here's the reality that I've been told what things are going to be like after I have a baby. It's not putting on the, you know, it's just your job and I normally do this and blah, blah, blah. there's nothing behind that. It's simply communication. And I think we've just done a really bad job in the past of talking about what it takes to heal from having a baby. Mm -hmm. So I don't think this is something that most people understand, um, men or women, actually. So the we here is society, yeah? Yeah, not, absolutely. Not, not you and I. Not pushing it podcast. <laughs> Phew, was yeah, nervous. No, because we're going to set new, clear ideas for everybody about this. Actually, this is kind of a, a hot topic, I think, and right. really important to our, our hearts. Um, so talk about those and talk about what it's going to be like for you to heal and your expectations and that you know, you're not going to be cooking and you're not going to be cleaning for a while. And actually everybody in the house is going to change some diapers unless you have a two-year-old. They're probably mm -hmm. not changing those diapers. Um, but that this is the way of this new baby needs to be shared between everybody. Um, so set that, that clear boundary. Yeah. Um, Along with that kind of that understanding of the postpartum period, I'm thinking about how much my desire for um, touch was decreased. Oh, yeah. Um, just normal touch, like coming back, uh, you know, behind me and putting your arm around my waist or sitting on the couch and reaching out, holding a hand or, 
even hugging as much as I normally would before I had a baby. And I would say actually for me that experience kind of um, continued on for a while um, because I was so, I almost felt touched out. Oh yeah, you get pretty, a lot of people get really touched out yeah. in the postpartum period. Yeah. I mean, some people are like ready to get back into not just touch, but back into sex pretty quickly Yeah. Uh, in the postpartum period. But maybe have a conversation that it could go either way because one partner might be ready to have sex again pretty quickly after having a baby and the other might not. Yeah. Um, so that's a good conversation to have and also might be a good idea to have as much sex as you're interested in having while you're pregnant. Mm. I mean, great way to have some attachment if you feel some attachment while doing that. Just throwing that out there. Can you um, bottle up that same feeling like I was talking Bottled about? Bottled sex? You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sell it in the store. <laughs> Put it away in the closet. <laughs> no, it doesn't work, does no, it? No, I don't think you. But wow, what an idea. Yeah. It's worth a lot. That would. Yeah, can't do that. Bottled sex. That could get weird. That yeah. could get super yeah. funny. Okay, so moving right along. Um, I feel like today we've kind of given out some pretty helpful hints. Um, we've talked about... Um, making some some um, recommendations for friends about showers and some oh, gifts that might be helpful. Which reminds me, oh. showers, baby showers. Showers. I had this crazy idea. Instead of a baby shower, especially with a second, a lot of times people don't want to give a baby shower if you're having a second baby uh-huh. or um, a, a baby, a second, a third, so on. Um, what about a support shower? Ooh, support shower. Yeah, so not about stuff, because that's often why people don't want to throw a shower for somebody after their first, but about support, like, hey, set up a meal train, donate to postpartum doula fund, or house cleaner fund, or those mm, sort of things. Good call. So throwing that out. Yeah. Um, and also, what about making a list? So one of the things that we give all of the people who meet with us to talk about our doula services is a is a bit a blank piece of paper with our logo on it. It's a really great gift. Um, but we make this nice little blank piece of paper. It's got lines on it and it's numbered, and it says postpartum chore list or support list rather. Support list. Um, and we tell them, hey, go ahead and write down all the things that you need to make your world go round on that list, and then uh, people come over and they say, hey, how can we help you out? And you say, well, actually, my doulas or my the the uh, pushing it podcast ladies told me to go and or make this list, and so now that list is on my fridge. Go ahead and go on that list and pick some things out that you feel comfortable doing. And you know, you might send your family in to go fold your underwear, and you might send your coworkers in to find something on that list, like take your garbage to the curb or walk your dog or. Uh, slice some apples and almond butter for you, whatever floats your boat. But put a lot of different things on that list for for the variety of people who are going to come and help you out. So I wanted to throw out a couple other options yeah. that we did not suggest earlier. So Yeah. 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 Great. Okay. I think there's some really tangible takeaways from today. Um, 
I feel like we barely touched some of these topics, but I think they're going to be really reoccurring themes that will happen over the course of time. And we're going to build on these things. So continue to tune in. Um, Send us questions as well that maybe there's been some interest sparked in a particular topic and you'd like more meaty information and we would love to send that your way. Yeah. And tell us what's worked for you in the past or what didn't work for you in the past. You can find us on Facebook and on Instagram. And um, pushingitpodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you. All right. Sell it in the store. (laughs) Put it away in the closet. (laughs) No, it doesn't work. No, I don't. Thank you. But wow, what an idea. Yeah. Worth a lot. It would. Yeah, can't do that. Bottled sex. That could get weird. That could get super funny. Okay, so moving right along. Um...